Welcome to the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Bullock. This podcast features nothing but real talk analysis and conversations about sports, entertainment, news, and much more. Now, strap in and buckle your seatbelts because it's time for Crunch Time. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Hope y'all hear me okay. Welcome to this special edition of the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Bullock. I want to thank y'all for joining me on this Monday evening, November the 2nd, 2020. Um, as y'all know, uh, tomorrow is election day that everybody's been talking about. Everybody's been so anxious just to see what's going to happen with the future of our country. And obviously, there's a lot of different opinions, a lot of viewpoints as to where uh, the, future of our, the future of our country should go. So tonight, um, this is your first time listening. Like again, like I said, my name is Benjamin Bullock, Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast. I'm your host. And what we do on this particular podcast, we give you, give you real talk analysis, whether it's about uh, sports, uh, current events, and in this case, politics. And I just want to hear from you guys tonight. So um, it's all open mic tonight. So I'm going to give you about five five minutes. So you can request right now and join in if you want to talk. Just about, I just want to get your gut feeling and your viewpoints heading into tomorrow's election. Um, make sure y'all follow the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast on Spotify, Apple, and also YouTube. So once you search those, uh, you go right in. So uh, you go right in and follow those for me if that's cool with me. So whoever wants to hop on and join in, you know what I mean? Go on request right now and uh, we can get going. D. Jones. Ben. What's up, man? What's going on? Not, Not much, man. How you doing? Just want to force encourage everyone to get out and, and, and vote. Just, just, just thinking about how how not too many years ago, uh, folks that looked like us uh, weren't allowed to vote. Right. I had to fight real hard to, to get that, that right to vote. I'm thinking about someone like John Lewis who passed this year and all the things that he had to endure just to just to uh, get the right to vote in a lot of places in this country. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to have always voted ever since I've turned 18 and I'm really looking forward to, to this year doing so. so proud of the young people and the activism that we've seen over the last uh, year or so. Folks have come out and, and really expressed themselves in a way that uh, we never have seen before with young people. So I'm really proud of that and looking forward to going out. And if I have to stand in line for three, four hours, <laughs> that's what I'll do tomorrow. I'll go out and, and stand as long as, I, as long as I can to, to vote. So proud of you and what you're doing to just uh, talk about issues that are important uh, to all of us here in America. Thanks, Dave, man. This is Dennis Jones, the Associate Athletic Director for Communications at my alma mater, my former boss. He's like a big brother and an uncle to me, man. Um, Dennis, we've had numerous conversations offline just about everything that's transpiring, man. So, you know, what's your gut feeling? What could possibly happen? You know, uh, what, I mean, what's going to happen tomorrow? It's, it's been an interesting uh, season. I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, we're in Delaware, of course, particularly uh, interested because Joe Biden, of course, was the senator here for so many years mm-hmm. and uh someone from our state of course is uh is on the ballot you have uh you know Kamala Harris so there's a lot of a lot of interest I'm hoping to look at the the, the numbers and just see how many people will actually be out and and and, and vote this year but it's been uh it's been interesting I'm, I'm a little uh you know no one really knows what's what's going to happen because in right. 2016 polls said one thing and and the uh you know result turned out to be something a little bit different than what the polls were talking about. So uh, it's hard to tell when you're dealing with polling and information, misinformation. Um, <laughs> and the fact that the fact that there's a, a you know a lot of uh, voting that won't be counted mm-hmm. until after the polls close or, or you know mail-in voting. So this is something we've never experienced before, and I'm 
I'm hoping that uh, we can get a result as, as quickly as possible and that people will be peaceful and mm -hmm. accept accept the result. You know, we, we can all, we all have our opinions and how we're going to go, but I'm just hoping that uh, the, the transition, if it's, if it's one will be, you know, will be peaceful and, and people will accept what, you know, what's going on. We can continue to try to heal as a country because we're not, nah. we're extremely divided right now. That's something I've never seen in my life, how uh, divided we are as a country right now. So I'm hoping that uh, this election will be a turning point and people will realize that we need, we got a lot of work to do. Voting is one thing. And then getting out and doing some actual work. I right? yeah. earlier we went to a stage of you know activism and yeah. protesting, and then the next step is you got to get out and vote. And a lot of people are registered to vote who never have been before, and that's right. a great that's a great thing. But then the next step now is to continue to to be active in your in your community, your school, your job, mm -hmm. and to and, and to speaking take up, speaking up, yeah, take that next step. Uh, if you you know take part in the community meetings, uh, neighborhood things. Uh, Take part in your kids' schools activity, just doing things to make your your life and your community and your area better. So there's a process to getting to where we need to be, and voting is is one of them. And those who are voting for the first time, congratulations! Really mm -hmm. glad that you're taking that step. Then you got to take the next step, particularly if you're, I mean, not even if you're a parent, but particularly if you're a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to make sure that you keep up with school boards, city councils, county government, state government. All that stuff is part of the process to get what you think you need for your for your particular community. Now, Dennis, you um, you worked in radio for quite some time. Still in, still doing some radios here and there. But, yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but you were you've been in Delaware quite some time. So when you did cover radio, I'm pretty sure you had to cover Joe Biden and you know what he did in the House and everything. So just give me your perspective on not only him as a candidate, but a lot of people are talking about that whole 94 crime bill kind of coming back to home. So what's your take on all that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, it was obviously a, a kind of a different time. Uh, Back then, I remember working in radio when they were going. Bill Clinton, of course, was president at the time, mm -hmm. and a lot of the uh, African American mayors were getting a lot of African American mayors during that time. A lot of them were in their first term, or some major cities were getting African American mayors for the first time. Whether it mm -hmm. be uh, Mayor Sills in Wilmington or yeah. Dinkins in New York, uh, Wilson Good in Philadelphia, who else mm -hmm. was uh, Mayor Barry in Washington. Yep. Maynard Jackson in in Atlanta, yeah, and a lot of you know we're experiencing, you know, crime, high crime and the crack epidemic and all that, and people were trying to figure out how to deal with it, and right. some some mistakes were probably made. Uh, it's you know it's easy to kind of look back now and see what could have, should have, would have. Yeah, but there was a there was a lot of issues with crime, and I know the Congressional Black Caucus also was very active in trying to see what we can do to stop some of the bloodshed and some of the crime and right. but there were some other components to it as well there was some education recreational components and everything as well so that happened during the clinton administration of course biden was i think head of the judiciary committee in the senate at the time so yeah that's come back now and but at least we're having you know we're having these discussions i mean it's like i say that's 30 years ago whatever and mm -hmm. now it's time to uh you know we have more creative ways to deal with crime particularly crime prevention yeah try to keep people from getting in crime in, involved in criminal activity from the beginning right right so <clears throat> it's crazy man just kind of see how where he is now going from that to you know being a vice president now well previously and now he's running for president so ultimately these are my last question for you man like you know, where do you, where do you, like, just 
what's your gut feeling like just as of just right now, man? I mean, it's like you said, it's just a lot, a lot of division, it's just a lot of misinformation. I mean, like, ultimately, if Biden does get in, what does that really mean? I mean, yeah, you, I'm, you I'll, see, like, because the whole Trumpism, this whole thing, that's not going nowhere. You know what I mean? So if Biden yeah, gets this, in, so what's, what's next? What what has what has uh, not surprised me, disappointed me about, uh, and whether you, whoever you agree with, vote for uh, Biden, Trump, or whatever, that we're in an age now where truth is is in question, which is mm -hmm. really crazy. You know, what I mean, two plus two has been four all our lives, and now you have two people looking at the same thing, and yeah. one person says two, and the other person says no, it's seven. Like, hold up, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're facts. You know, you have to agree on what's what's factual what's right mm -hmm. and we've gotten to a point in time where we can't even agree on that anymore and, I, and a lot of that is due to the fact that there's so much misinformation and people trying to just deceive and that's what the scary part about it is mm -hmm. that we can't even agree on what is actually true right <laughs> you know what i mean it's <laughs> like saying that, you know the lakers won the championship of course but the miami heat running around talking like they won yeah. People get Miami Heat, <laughs> Miami Heat shirt saying that world champion Miami Heat. Well, they didn't win. Yeah, Lakers won. We yeah. that's let's all agree on that. Yeah, and don't act like Miami won. So we're we're at a point now where people are just just saying stuff because that's what they want to believe, yeah. not what is actually true. And that's that's what's so hurtful. And it will never heal if we don't agree that this is this is factual. This is true, and we got to you know move on from there. Yeah, well, D man, thank you so much, man. We'll wrap, man. Tomorrow, you know, we always get our weekly calls in, man, just to kind of talk yeah, about man. everything. So, but yeah, I'm not going to talk about that that Eagles Cowboy game last night. I'm not even. I'm not claiming that. I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will talk about that later, D. All right. I don't even claim it. Hey, man, proud of you, brother, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, then, peace. Yes, sir. All right, yep. All right, y'all, that was my man, mentor, and former supervisor, Dennis Jones, uh, based out of Dover, Delaware. He works at Delaware State University. He used to work in news, so he has a different perspective, man. So uh, this is a great conversation going so far, man. So I'm going to add somebody else. Make sure y'all drop. Um, y'all can hop in the conversation, too, ask some questions or whatever, man. It's just strictly open mic, open form, so do what you want, man. So we got coming up next, uh, I got my man Lamar from New Jersey. Let him hop on. Lamar, what's up, boy? Yo. What's, <laughs> what's, up, on, what's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Trying to keep up with you. Man, just, just trying to do my thing, man. Just trying to help bridge this gap, have a good good conversation, and just trying to get people to open up more so we can have a better perspective on how we can move on or just try to get better as one. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing out there in Jersey, man? Hang, hanging in. Um, you know, NJIT is still moving along. Thankfully, everyone's been safe. Uh, we've been handling the pandemic as responsibly as I feel anyone in the country has. So, yeah. you know, I'm proud of our administration, everything that we've been doing, just trying to plug away. Um, basketball season starts. Um, basketball season starts for us at the end of the month. And cool. we're going to figure it out from there. And, you know, just been plugging away on, on my photo biz on the side and just Smoke. trying to stay safe and busy. Cool. So how you, uh, what's your gut feeling with all this election stuff, man? I mean, you out there in New Jersey, so you guess mm -hmm. low key kind of like Trump land a little bit, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know what I mean? So how in you, certain, how you go, in certain, certain parts, right. So how you, how you holding up out there, man? I mean, I'll be honest, brother. I've been, I've been looking at the news and seeing certain things in terms of the reporting on early voting. 
I feel cautiously cautiously optimistic about mm-hmm. it because they've been saying that a lot of young people have been pushing the numbers for early voting. I think yeah. a lot of folks are fed up. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks are are fed up, and you know, people like LeBron and you know, former President Obama and all these other entities that are pushing the vote. It's not the same as that Obama coalition where we all kind of went out as young people and pushed mm-hmm. on, but I think it's a similar um, push of, hey, young folks, see what's going on. You know that your future's at stake, whether it's climate change, healthcare mm-hmm. rights, you know, women's rights, things of that nature. So I think we'll see a positive result in terms of the Biden camp. The question is, is it going to be contested? And God mm-hmm. forbid, is there going to be any violence, anarchy yeah. going on afterwards? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I get you, man. It's just, you know, just trying to process a lot of this stuff. I mean, just for me, man, I think, um, not a thing, but I know I this is the most I've ever been locked in in terms of trying to understand both sides. Me, I mean, honestly, that kind of comes with maturity. I remember first time I voted was 2008. The only reason I voted for Obama because he was a black dude and I wasn't about to vote. John McCain. So, but <laughs> right. right. So that was, was 14 years ago. Uh, I'm sorry, 12 years ago. So now fast forward to now, you know what I mean? I'm 32 married a father now. So, and I have real bills. I didn't have real bills back then when I was 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. now it's just like a maturing aspect and really trying to lock in and understand not only the issue of politics, but like policies and doing research and everything. And to be honest with you, bro, it's very overwhelming. No, it's, it definitely can be, but I think something needs to be said about we have two candidates. Some people, I'm sure, especially in our community, are thinking it's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. We played that card last time, and look what we got. Exactly. When it wasn't even that deep. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend people go back and look for the episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. where he broke down in the 2016 election kind of the differences between Trump and Hillary Clinton. Right. Because, you know, his idea was, hey, if you're going to say it's the lesser of two evils, let's look at their evils and mm-hmm. let's see, you know, what their flaws are, what their good points are, right. this, that, and the third. And in that episode, he basically said, listen, while Hillary Clinton isn't perfect, she's experienced. We know she would be an adult in the room mm-hmm. and – you know, the historic part aside, she would know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we could have held her to task as a normal politician could be by, you know, voting in, voting for the House, voting for the Senate, voting right. for the people connected to her if she didn't do what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You have that, and then you have a complete novice who doesn't <laughs> care about people who doesn't have good character or empathy or anything like that mm-hmm. you know so you put those two things against each other and people said just because this is a woman that i don't necessarily like even though she's experienced qualified we're just going to go with the other guy and i think that was the gut reaction of mm-hmm. enough people in the country they feel like whether you like Joe Biden or not, if you think he had, you know, issues with the crime bill and things of that nature, yeah. you know that he cares about people. You know, he's a res- he's a respectable man, and he's going to look out for people whether you voted for him or not. Right. So, 
I voted for Joe Biden, and I would say if he gets in, again, we hold him to task. Yeah, 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 you got to hold him accountable. He has said that's the thing. Uh, he's mm-hmm. going to do, but we can't go with someone that's going to tear down people at every step of the way. That's you know using nepotism. The nepotism who's using just all of these flawed character traits mm. to run our country. Like there are right. people that have died because of just pure negligence because he's just not experienced. Right. I don't think we can go through four more years of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's my last question for you, bro. Hey, uh, this is Lamar Carter straight from Jersey, currently working at NJIT up there in North Jersey. So Lamar, man, ultimately, ultimately, man, like where do you see no matter who wins, man, like, where do we? What's our next step as a this as a people, and as a country? Country. Um, again, it goes back to the theme that I said. We have to continue to do the work, um, no matter who gets in. Whether mm-hmm. it's you know the folks that have been on the front lines protesting, working with different organizations. Um, if you can't get out there, can you give your money? Can you lend your voice? Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to find a way to keep the pressure on whoever's going to get in right. because at the end of the day, if, if you get complacent, then that's when things start to roll back. Um, right. So I think that's the only thing that we can do moving forward. Hey man, that's a great word. I appreciate you hopping on man for this short time, bro. Uh, like I said, man, we'll wrap a little, man, a little later, man, but I'm extremely proud of you, bro. Keep doing your thing up there. In Same, Jersey, all right? Same man. Take care. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right, y'all, that's my man, Lamar Carter, uh, straight out of New Jersey, man. So we have some good conversation, man. So just like I said, just go over and hit that request button, man. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Uh, I just want to know which, how you feeling right now, man. Do you have any anxiety, any fear, or anything um, leading up to tomorrow, what, how this thing is going to transpire? So I'm going to add my girl, Janae Mayfield, straight from D.C., Chocolate City. Mayfield! Ben, what's cracking. good? <laughs> what was cracking? Nothing much, man. Nothing much enjoying the conversation thus far. Um, yeah, look, looking like you're about to go to a Jill Scott concert or something I mean, like that. you know, <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> I understand, man. So how you holding up, man, with, this, with everything looming on this eve of the election? I mean, you right in D.C., so I heard they already got everything boarded up. and it You is. know what I mean? So you right in the thick of things. So how you feeling? Um, I can honestly say, like, I feel... You can kind of feel the boil, like you can mm-hmm. feel things bubbling. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I am here in D.C., we do have a, a a our fair share of Trump supporters who are quite racist, who are quite bold, mm-hmm. um, because you know, damn near the Grand Wizard is in the White House. Yeah. So they they have this 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 kind of you know confidence this air about themselves, yeah, the or about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But you can definitely feel the temperatures bubbling. Things have been boarded up here. Um. What's today, Monday? Mm-hmm. Since at least last week, Wednesday. Okay. Um, everybody is ready, and I mean, honestly, I am too. I mm-hmm. to say that I'm kind of numb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is is a bit of an understatement. It kind of I'm just waiting until 9 p.m. hits. Yeah. Um, it's like when uh, a couple of weeks ago or so they announced that you know uh, two countries had like infiltrated the voter system yeah. it was like i ran i ran over uh, everybody's Russia. head like nobody mm-hmm. talked about it yeah. like mm-hmm. he's already trying he's snatching mm-hmm. post you know he's snatching mailboxes he's ripping mail sorters out of the post office like yeah. he is trying mm-hmm. um including this thing up in pa where he's already planning to do a whole litigation process process 
the mail-in ballots don't get counted. Well, if he's trying to say if they don't get in by Tuesday, we can't count them after that, which is false because you can't do that. Right. I mean, he he packed the Supreme Court. They, mm-hmm. they you know, flew her in there under everybody's nose. Yeah. And it's just, I, I'm i just really numb towards it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like nothing really surprises me anymore. Yeah. Uh, we are definitely living uh, somewhat in the 60s. Like, I feel like we are in the 60s. Like, <laughs> this pro-Black movement that's going on with us refining our liberation and, yeah. you know what I mean, regenerating our voices and, you know, generating our Black dollar. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're definitely in this renaissance where we're bubbling. And then the country is bubbling right, and everything right. they can to kind of keep us silent and keep us, you know, um, as complacent as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on, on another standpoint, um, just looking at like COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, yeah. that's, a big, that's the biggest time. thing right now. The biggest thing right now. My industry is suffering. I'm in mm-hmm. commercial real estate. Um, that's one industry that a lot of people think, you know, is always going to be fine. There will always be office buildings. However, mm-hmm. with companies downsizing and, um, understanding that a lot of the, the functions and the job functions and, you know, their performances can be done mm-hmm. from home. There are a lot of companies terminating their leases. A lot of companies are, you know, subletting leases, which basically means like if I have a house yeah. and I don't want to live there anymore, I can rent it to you and you just pay my rent. It's the same, you know, that's, yeah. that's what subleasing is in a commercial real estate standpoint. Right. And the industry is crumbling. Right. Um, companies are selling buildings just to stay afloat. Um, there's a lot of, of, of layoffs. Not even furloughs, but just complete yeah. layoffs, um, you know, in order to to try to keep things somewhat normal. Um, no. And it's just, it's weird to it's say. It's very the weird. Least. Yeah, like it's, it's weird to say the least. Um, yeah, with you working in commercial real estate, um, you know, for for a lot of people who work in that business or even own a lot of property, they're kind of leaning. Not all of them, but some of them are leaning towards Trump in that aspect. So with you in that industry, like. And you being a black female, you know, what's what's the most important thing to you in this election that you whoever you're voting for? Uh, what's the most important thing that you that you uh, want want taken care of or focused on? Um, well, as it pertains to my industry mm-hmm. um, and being an African-American female, I think the most important focus, regardless of who is in office, is to mm-hmm. just try to get the economy back to to some type of stable point. Mm-hmm. whatever that may look like. And what a lot of people don't understand is that money has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the reason why it, it, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with, you know, Trump staying in office as it pertains to getting the economy back mm-hmm. to where it needs to be is because he's going to do everything he can to keep his 1% folks good. Exactly. He doesn't want to tax the rich when honestly, that's where the money should be coming from. You know what I mean? In terms <laughs> yeah. of who pays the highest taxes, I mean, they can afford it. Yeah. People like you and I and, and everyone else, we can't necessarily afford to pay more in taxes when we're True. already receiving less. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever this looks like, I just want the economy to get back to a place where everything is stable, where the restaurant industry can function, yeah. where, you know, our our concert vendors, because, you know, music, you know, we have our same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all do y'all I just want now. to see that industry viable and mm-hmm. you know have someone kind of breathe life into it or give them a lifeline mm-hmm. so that they can come back you know what i mean and and maintain mm-hmm. like How do you regardless th- the commercial real estate industry they'll be fine i can't yeah, yeah. the people. <laughs> as we all should and i think that's right what a lot of people are kind of at i think that's a, a huge point for a lot of people including myself man because you know you know this whole corona thing is shaped has really shown us a lot like what's important and it's taking right. a lot of people out of here unexpectedly. So, and for the fact that 
people who are supposed to be in charge of us that works for us because we've mm-hmm. employed them and voted them into office. They mm-hmm. don't seem to care, you know what I mean? So At that's all. yeah, it, it, it's it's such a crazy thing to think about. This is my girl Janae Mayfield, straight out of Washington D.C. Um, I'm gonna have ask her one more question. So if y'all mm-hmm. wanna hop on, make sure y'all just tap in, hit the request, and I add you right next. So ultimately, Mayfield, what do you think is gonna happen? You know what I mean? Uh, ultimately, I think if it's in in the case of Biden, mm-hmm. I think if he he has to win in a landslide in order for him to win convincingly. If not. This thing is going to get dragged out like hell was in 2020, Al Gore and George Bush. Right. Um, I'm going, I, I love speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that Biden is going to win this. Uh, whether he wins it by 0.723 votes, yeah. he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he wins, like your previous uh, caller said, I think we just need to hold him accountable. And what mm-hmm. that looks like is we just need to be realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um the reparations conversation needs to be realistic. Do we need a check? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Please do not give us any money. However, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, hello. Yeah, like, yeah, just don't exactly. give us no money. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody is not going to know what to do with that. Right. However, do some things to undo the systematic racism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that free health care for African-Americans is a bit of a reach, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But what about, you know, community college or at least receiving an associate's yeah. degree and have that right. be free? Right. Um, at least get, you know, bring back the the leniency and the taxes for, you know, people who own children. Like, let's try to undo yeah. some of the unrest and the systematic racism and have that be the form of reparations that we ask for. Yeah. Um, whomever is in office, we just need to hold them accountable and, and ensure that they have African-American agenda moving now, forward. You, you speaking of the African-American agenda, I know I said this is the last question, but I'm going to bring mm-hmm. this up to you. Speaking of the African-American agenda, obviously mm-hmm. Ice Cube made news a couple of weeks ago, him kind of teaming up or talking with the Trump campaign about the platinum plan and obviously what Lil Wayne did last week. But obviously, but a lot of people don't know what they should know. Biden has a plan too, a little bit more thorough plan and all that. So right. um, I just, yeah, so I hope people just, um, you know, just do your research. Like, like we, I mean, you dropped a comment earlier. It can be overwhelming when you're just trying to figure out because there's a lot of information out there. It is. You're trying to dig, you know what I mean? And understand that these politicians know exactly what they're doing. Had this had this not be Trump and Biden, and you could put any Republican and Democrat candidate in this mm-hmm. position, and they all do the same thing. Yeah. They pull for public influencers to bring in that type of vote. The yeah. reason why I shook my head when you mentioned Ice Cube and, and Lil Wayne is because, I mean, at, at no point do I want Ice Cube to represent me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the platinum plan, I understand that. And I understand that he, I, I thank him for starting the conversation and, you know, at least getting us talking about it. Yeah. But I would appreciate it if there were experts in the room. I would appreciate it if there were legislators in the room yeah. who could attach themselves to this plan, who helped come up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole narrative of him pushing, saying that Biden wouldn't sit down with him. Think about all that that man is going through right now and all that he's doing right, <laughs> right. now to prepare for president. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and, have time to sit down with Dre. And, I mean, with and, no boy anyway. And you got to think about this, too. So say what if he would have met with Biden? What if Biden doesn't win? Then it would have been out the window. So you would have just met with him for no reason. For no you know reason. I mean? Of course, the acting president sat with you because that's what he's supposed to do. Exactly. And it's like people, because it is Trump and Biden, their common sense as it pertains to politics and election time mm-hmm. has completely gone out the window. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Either one of them, whomever it is, I'm definitely hoping that it's Biden. We mm-hmm. should just hold them accountable, like your previous caller said, as it pertains to the black agenda. Excellent. Mayfield, thank you so much for your perspective. We'll wrap later, okay? Appreciate you. Okay. Have All a right good now. one. Yep. Appreciate it.
All right, y'all, that's my girl, Janae Mayfield. Um, so, like I said, we're going to keep this thing rolling. I just want to know what your gut feeling is about the election as we sit here on election eve. So, um, y'all can hit that request button. Y'all can drop a question if y'all have for me or anything. Um, so, yeah, so y'all can just do whatever y'all want to. I hope y'all enjoying uh, tonight, man. I know this is kind of a little different than what we usually do on a different format. So, I'm just leaving this thing open. It's an open mic. So, if you want to join, go right ahead. If you have a question, go and drop it. Drop it right there in the comment section. And also, just let me know. How this show is going. Yo. What up? What's up, number? What's cracking? <laughs> Ain't shit, you know. Just chilling? Living oh, that PG life? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Porn. Like, you in Texas, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm in Dallas. I'm in Dallas, man. Let everybody know who you are, man. Let them know. Anita. Anita. Porn. Jarman. There you go. <laughs> so me and Anita, we go back. We go back to college, and um, we were there at the same time. So We were there at the same time, so shout out to Dale State and everything. So you're Thanks. still you're still located in PG County, correct? Yeah, I'm in PG. That's good. That's good. So what's so what's your gut feeling, man, about everything uh, on the as you sit here on this eve on the election night? I think everybody needs to have a contingency plan. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think um, just just from traveling abroad a lot, you know, and doing things with the nonprofit, it's just so important for us to to travel. And to open up, be open-minded about living abroad mm -hmm. and raising, raising your family or just, you know, if you're single, living abroad and, and probably having a dual citizenship. That's, that's at top of mind for me. Yeah. So I think that this country has done a lot to segregate us, mm -hmm. you know, both subliminally and overtly throughout, you know, centuries. But yeah. and generations moving forward, I think we need to open our minds about Living abroad, honestly, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. We went to somebody with school who uh, we went to school with somebody who's actually living abroad right now. I can't think. Amani uh, Bashir. I don't know if you remember her. You remember yeah. her, right? Yeah. So shout out to Amani. She's actually over. Was she in Europe or Mexico? Yeah. She. Um. I know she was living in China for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she started a whole business, you know, blogging about her travels mm -hmm. and raising a family abroad, which is super dope. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's an interesting uh, tidbit, man. So, you know, for you, you being a black female, uh, strong black female, I should say, works hard at what at what you do or whatever. So, what's for you doing this election season? What's what's the most most important important thing to you in terms of who you're voting for or whatever the case might be? I think it just it boils down to who is all about humanity. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> we we live in a very a uh, weird time where we have to understand that we're humans first and mm -hmm. that's odd because we are you know what i'm saying but yeah i think the strongest thing is unity um and i just went for the person who unifies the best mm -hmm. you know and you yeah. know we've seen over the past four years the yeah. divisive the trump administration has been so yeah. it was like to to vote for for Joe Biden, you know, um, but it's kind of sad that we always have to take the lesser of the two evils, especially mm -hmm. two elections. We've had to take the lesser of two evils, which is mm -hmm. sad. But um, mm -hmm. I'm going for the person who's, you know, bringing everybody together. Honestly, mm -hmm. now you like the third person that said the lesser of two evils. So to you, what is the what does the right candidate look like? Because ultimately, to me. You know, there's no perfect candidate out there, but at the same time, we're obviously going to make mistakes. But 
is it really, I would say, is it right to say like the lesser of two evils, but at the same time, like I said, there's no perfect candidate out there. Right. Um, Cause politicians don't have a good rep with mm -hmm. me. No mm -hmm. problem. Okay. Um, I think a lot of them are just, um, it's PR, it's fluff, you know, mm -hmm. the window They're, dressing. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is driven by power and ego and, you know, I used to work in the courts. I used to work in the government. Um, and I used to see just from an executive level, how mm -hmm. it was never about touching base with people. So when you do connect with a politician who can't, you know, touch you as a human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let mm -hmm. alone a black person, then that's what I'm most sold on. But I think, I think voting really is most effective at the local level. Mm, okay. Say so, that again. Say that one more time. Yeah, I think voting is most effective at the local level. And why is um, that? Well, living in PG County, we are predominantly black, mm -hmm. and uh, most, if not all, of our councilmen are councilmen and councilwomen are black. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll say it like this, and I'm, I don't know how long I have, but I'm gonna you give got, you, you got, you got five more minutes. You good? You good? Okay. You good. <laughs> so two years ago, I was um, heavy with my nonprofit. I was trying to bring it back home. I was doing it on a college level. I wanted to do it in the the area of Prince George's County. Yeah. Long story short, my homeboy was running. He was young. He was his first time running. He was running for council uh, a council seat here in PG County, right. and we were kind of shooting the breeze. He wanted me to help campaign for him. This, that, and the third. So mm -hmm. he told. Well, I asked him, I said, what's the best way that I can affect change with my nonprofit in my community? He said, well, get yeah. on your cal uh, calendar. I said, well, okay, cool. So I shot her an email. Mm -hmm. And first, what are you registered as? Are you Democrat, Republican, or independent? I said, I'm a proud independent. He mm -hmm. said, well, honestly, you're kind of like Lois on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. When she starts campaigning, she's going to listen to her constituents that are her party yeah. because she knows that's a guaranteed vote for her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wait a minute. So <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, you know, it's, it's so that's politics. Yeah. You know? All day. Mm -hmm. That, that local level, man. And you can see, and you know, just in public schools, who's for the people and who's not, I'm just taking it from an education perspective and then look at the commercial activity that's going around in your, your, your local, you know, jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. what, most of is it liquor stores and you know carryouts or perspective yeah. <laughs> giving back to the community. So it's the local level for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, man. I live out here in Texas. I'm in Dallas, so I'm obviously it's a heavy Republican state. I think the last time they had they voted blue all the way for uh, president was I think back in like the 70s. I think 80s. I can't think. I don't have the exact number on that. But out here, man, it's um I'm, I live in the Dallas area, so out here. Uh, they the state of Texas has already broken the uh, the entire 2016 the amount of people who voted. They already broken that in early voting. So over 16 million people have voted now. I don't know what that means in regards to that favors Biden mm -hmm. or uh, Donald Trump. Um, obviously, like I just said, you know, Texas has been a red state, but a lot more black people have voted um, uh, this this time around. And historically, that means that they're going to vote blue on that aspect. Yeah. So what do you think, and another question for you, since you said you're independent, what do you think about black conservatives and Republicans that's just like totally 100% on board with Trump? Like, I don't have a problem with blacks who are Republicans, but if you're just totally on board with this nonsense and stuff that Trump puts out, 
Like, I'm just not cool with that. I feel like, not saying you're selling out, but like, bro, like, what are you thinking, like, in your mind? You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that? Well, I have an uncle who is near to my, near and dear to my heart. He mm-hmm. is a proud veteran, and he is a, he's a, he's a Republican. So mm-hmm. by default, voting for Trump. And we've had these arguments um, countless times mm-hmm. with his term, um, hopefully his last term. But here's what I say to people who who assimilate to these parties so heavily. And I'm not yeah. knocking Democrat yeah. or like mm-hmm. I said, I'm but when you look at it, these parties can switch in, at any point in any generation because yeah. Republican mm-hmm. and most of the conservatives of the South who were slaveholders were Democrats. So yeah. what are you really loyal to? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I really don't as, assimilate with a group, like I said, because I'm independent, but the logic behind what you're trying to preserve mm-hmm. doesn't rock with me at all. Yeah. So I can't get with, I can't get with it. <laughs> yeah, I, under, I understand, man. So it's, it's, it's just like, it's, like I told Janae on the last call, it's like, it's just a lot of stuff to process because, you know, for me, man, like me being in media, you, you and PR. So, you know, you're going to have your eyes you know, on social life trying to see what's out there. And I mean, I had, I really had to take some time just to kind of dial back because it was just way too much taking yeah. in, just checking, checking Twitter every day, seeing what this person's saying, what this person's saying, reading this yeah. article, watching this documentary. Because like I said before, like this is the first time ever I've really locked in and literally trying to see like, okay, trying to analyze you know both sides is just get a fair perspective but like i said man it's it's, it's way 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 too much um, mm-hmm. on that aspect so this is my last question for you man so you know what's gonna happen you know what's your gut feeling what you think is gonna happen tomorrow man despite whoever might win um i'm hoping i'm hoping that this wakes up everybody whichever way it goes mm-hmm. hope that everybody who just just from COVID and the height of the Black Lives Matter movement that we've experienced in the past seven months, yeah. whatever wakes you up in the morning that says we need change, I hope that drives you no matter what. I hope mm. it doesn't stop at the voting booth. At the voting booth. I hope that um, those who are really encouraged by the energy of why Donald Trump and his ideologies need to be removed from this country, yeah. I hope that continues. So... Mm-hmm. You know, whichever way it goes, I just, I really hope and pray that people can see the energy of what they know needs to change. Right. People who don't want to change are the ones who are saying, make America great again. Mm. They just can't they accept go, Yeah, they want to go back. Yeah. Ronald they, Reagan and them. Reaganomics. Mm. Well, Nita, thank you so much for hopping on with me. I really do appreciate the number. So shout out to Z5B. Obviously, I'm making Sci-Fi over here all day, every day. And most importantly, shout out Dale said, okay? Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. That was my girl, Anita, straight from PG County, Maryland, uh, PR veterans, works, and she used to work for the government, as she talked about. So I got about 15, about 10, 10 more, 10 more minutes left to this thing in. So if y'all want to hop on, like I said, just going to hit that request button. If y'all want to join the conversation with me? That's cool, man. Um, Just like I said, for me, uh, this whole entire election process is just really opened my eyes to really dig in to see what's going on. Because like I said before, when I was 18, 22, and 26 or whatever, um, I really, I knew, but I really didn't know. But now that I'm grown, I kind of understand like, okay, this is what I need um, in terms of who I, what I want for myself going forward. I need to vote for this person. And that, like Anita said, also looking to 
you know, your local elections as well, figure out um, who you need to vote for. And to be honest with y'all, it's very, it's very hard to figure out, like, just to get some information on just the local people other than those little poster signs y'all see in the grass or the billboard stuff that you might see on the ground or whatever. Other than that, it's extremely hard to try to figure out, you know, what their political, I mean, what their viewpoints are besides what their affiliation when it comes to uh, politics. So I'm going to continue this thing, man. Um, so like I said, we got about another 10 more minutes. Let me see if anybody else wants to hop on this thing. Big Mo. Yeah. What's up, big man? What's going on, man? Not much, man. I was listening. I wasn't planning <laughs> to be live this evening. Hey, man. I got, I, got, I, got, I got to put you on the spot, bro. I got to put you on the spot, man. Start to do you like your man did you decline. Oh, man, listen. I got a few declines, boy, but it's all good, though. It's, it's all good. How you doing, though, man, out there in Norfolk, I'm man? good, man. I'm good. You know, get to some better light in here. I'm in here. Watching my CNN. Oh yeah, yeah, got, got to get your CNN and what, what uh, Chris Como talk about right now, man. Hey man, you know Chris, Chris don't pull no punches, man. He calls it like it is. Yeah, he be going after him, man. It's pretty fun to do, man. So, Mo, man, ultimately, man, um, you know, you based out of Norfolk, Virginia. That's a definitely an important state when it comes to this whole thing. Um, but more importantly, man, what's what's your uh, gut feeling going into tomorrow, man? Wow, man, it's something. Anything can happen. I mean. I think the biggest fear is the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we over what ninety five thousand uh, people voted early. I think that's wow. going to be key. Uh, excuse me, ninety five million. Mm-hmm. That's going to be key because we we just don't know. A lot of people saying they think Democrats vote early. Some people saying Republicans vote early. I mean, it's just we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be key. And and these absentee ballots uh, and mail ins that yeah. you know that haven't been counted yet. Some states, obviously, the state of Florida. Uh, they've done this plenty of times. They're allowed to count theirs yeah. um, early. So, you know, those votes have kind of been counted already. So it's just, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I hope. I mean, I you know, obviously, I, I filled my FCT ballot out. I uh, sent mm-hmm. it in. Are um, you still registered hope- in Virginia or are you in South Carolina? Tennessee. Oh, you're still in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm still in Tennessee. Um, in the process of getting changed over to Virginia, but I'm still in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful uh, for a good outcome, a positive mm-hmm. outcome. My biggest fear, obviously, is I think if you were watching the news and watching the trends with uh, President Trump, uh, one of the things that I feel like he's been doing is that he has been kind of setting it up so that if the election is slow or slow to get there, he's trying to, I feel like he's trying to push it over to the Supreme Court and kind of let those yeah. guys decide. I mean, yeah. he stacked the court, so he's trying to um, let those guys kind of like get it in there and uh, so they can kind of say, hey, well, Trump won and things like that. So that's yeah. that's one of my biggest fears, mm-hmm. that it goes to the court. Mm-hmm. What um what do you think about with you with what do you what is the most important subject to you when it comes to or the biggest important issue that you can trust? I'm not sure who you voted for, but in terms of all right, what what's the bit most important issue to you going into this election, or how we can we overcome it? Well, I think. You know, I, I voted for uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Uh, I think mm-hmm. one of the most important things for me was like confidence, mm-hmm. um, having confidence in a, a someone that can. You know, I'm not saying that Joe Biden and Kamala come in and change the world right away, but you know, wrong mm-hmm. wasn't built in a day. But to have a plan, I mean, yeah. looking at some of the debates and listening to everything on the news, listening to Trump rallies, listening to Obama speak in on behalf of Biden, Biden speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump didn't really shell out a plan, man. I mean, nothing about yeah. health care. He wants to yeah. take down Obamacare, but okay. He ain't got nothing to replace it with. Exactly. And there in which mm-hmm. lies the problem. I mean, it's okay if you say that, okay, 
this is not good. This is the, not what I want to do. Okay, then what do you want to do? Have a plan. Like, you don't right. have a plan in place. It's like, you just want to appeal Obamacare and then what? Yeah, then have everybody offending for themselves. I mean, yeah, kind of like with coronavirus, with how he's, he's like, attempt to trying to have a plan for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, my biggest thing is like, you know, I mean, Donald Trump doesn't, I think Obama said it best. He doesn't fit the part of a president. He doesn't do, he's not presidential. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't do the things that presidents do. And, you know, I, I mean, it's been four years and, I mean, it's been a four hard years been of long, Trump, especially I mean, this hard. year. Twenty twenty seemed like it's been five years. Oh my! I mean, forever, like four, the number four, <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Because I mean, you think back to like he did this. He had the whole Korea incident with the uh, dictator from Korea. He was talking to the stuff he yeah, said North to China, Korea, yeah. it, mm-hmm. and and you know, I, and Obama said this, and he was talking in Philly. He said, you know, if he had done half the things that Trump did in a year, he'd have been tossed out of the office. And I'm yeah, like, he's right. Yeah, he's 100% but right. That's that double standard that we have in America, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, no one's holding Trump accountable. But, you know, mm-hmm. the president's election is automatically important, super important. And as yeah. you know, you said, I'm, I'm from South Carolina. And one of the yeah. things that's the most important thing is the Senate races, the Senate yeah. and the House races. You know, even if something happens and Donald Trump wins again, if the Democrats take control of the House and the Senate, I feel a little a little yeah. bit of relief because I know there are checks and balances in place to kind of check him on some things, you know, cause that's yeah. why you have three branches of government. But right now exactly. you got Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham yeah. in South Carolina. You know, I'm hoping that yeah. I've been talking to my folks <laughs> in South Carolina to get out there and yeah. vote uh, for uh, Jim Harrison and get uh, Lindsey Graham out mm-hmm. of there, man. He yeah. He's been terrible. killing Lindsey Graham. He's been killing Lindsey Graham too. He has. <laughs> and Lindsey Graham, man, he's the definition of a liar. I think if, I think if you look at the word liar in the dictionary, <laughs> There's a big picture of Lindsey Graham sitting beside him because, mm-hmm. you know, you look back. He was on um, Trevor Nolan's show one time. He was talking about Donald Trump when Donald mm-hmm. Trump first ran for president. How terrible he was disa- and things it, yeah, like that. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And then when uh, President Obama was in his last year, he was talking about a lame duck president and not having mm-hmm. when they were trying to fill that Supreme Court slot. He said, yeah. you know, a lame duck president in his last year. You can mark my words, bro. And you the chair of that committee. <laughs> you pushed this woman through to be on the court. You pushed this yeah. woman through. And everyone knew she was going to be confirmed. Like, everybody knew because mm-hmm. they had the votes. There wasn't anything yeah. that nobody could do about it. But, right. man, it's, it's those are the races. And I think I heard Dennis talking about it. You know, when you talk about your mayor races, your school board reps, um, your governors, yeah. your state race, state house, uh, yeah. Senate, U.S. Senate, and U.S. House race. Those races are just as important. I think oftentimes... We get up for the presidential election every four years, and everyone want to get out and Cause it, cause it's vote more in mass numbers state. to come out in mass. Mm-hmm. But we got to vote every election, man. I mean, these those small races determine a lot, like how much yeah. you pay taxes, who's your mayor. Those say a lot about things, and when things happen right. in your area, I think all those elections are very important, and folks need to exercise mm-hmm. that right to vote. Yeah. Mo, this is going to be my last question for you, man. You working in sports, man, it's been kind of tough in regards to the economy and not really covering everything, and then you worked in Tennessee. You know, so you being a black man, you know, just kind of having experience with, you know, a lot of people from different cultures, different races, different ages. You know, how are you feeling, man? How you been able to bounce back? I mean, not necessarily bounce back, but how are you been able just to kind of work through all the stuff that's kind of happening with this year? And then you got this election on top of that. Man, let me tell you, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I watch social media and hear people talk about it. I think we've had conversations about how tough mm-hmm, 2020 definitely. has been. It's It's been tough. You know, I think one of the worst things that happened in the country and probably, and I hate to say this, probably one of the things that wake people up is the George Floyd. 
and mm-hmm. the COVID, COVID pandemic. Cause, and I told somebody when it happened, I like, had it not been for COVID, George Floyd would have just been a blip on the radar and kept back right. because mm-hmm. that's something that happens every day. You know, and, I, and you know, some friends of mine from Tennessee, we still talk. Uh, they hit me up and asked me like, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm like, you know, and, friend, and I'm, friends, you meaning what, 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 what race are they? White, white friends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. reaching out. They want to know like, you know, are you good? Like, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't, some people like, and they, and they were honestly like, they didn't know what to say or what to do. But my thing was like this, you know, and they were asking me how I feel. I said, I feel indifferent because mm-hmm. it happens so often. It becomes, and unfortunately, you it know, happens so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it shouldn't be like that, but it's a fact that doesn't matter. But because of COVID and everything that was going on, now people are waking up to the situation, to what is being yeah. said and what's not being said. And, you know, and I worked at Tennessee, obviously, you know, we talked about it. You worked at LSU, I worked at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was on African-American in the media relations department, and they were really good to me. But at the same yeah, time, same here. People, same here. Mm-hmm. and you can see, but you can see some of the things that people did. And you know people, and you've been around people long enough, and you know how they felt and what they believe. And when they say, mm-hmm. oh, man, you, you did a great job with that. I, like, it's unexpected of you. To yeah, exactly. It's not, yeah, it's unexpected. It's not expected. People think you are intern. You're not really, they're not really used to seeing people African-American in that aspect, uh, in, in, in a leadership position, or you have in that position. At, right. at, that, at that particular school. Right. And and you think about it, man, I think that being at Tennessee was a great experience for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, being around the African-American athletes, for them to see people who are not coaches um, and who don't work in academic support that look yeah. like them and they feel comfortable having conversations and talking to you about things like that. So I thought that was big. Um, mm-hmm. But the way the country is today, man, I, I'm always fearful. You know, I'm from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I live in the country. There are a lot of dark, dark <laughs> roads. We don't have lights. Yeah. So it's oftentimes I used to joke with like friends of mine that I knew were cop in a small town. You know, like if you if you get behind me, you got to follow me to some light, cause right, right. I'm not stopping yeah. on no dark road. You got to follow me to some light, cause because yeah, you, you just don't on. know, you, you just don't, know, don't know. And then, I mean, you know, that's why I used to tell people like my biggest fear is see blue lights behind me, cause you just don't know if you're yeah. gonna make it on the other side. I mean, and then every like protesting, and that goes back to the White House with Donald Trump and the protesters and the things that he's yeah. done, that he's been dead wrong. And I struggle. Mm-hmm. I do struggle. I, you know, I believe, I, first of all, I think everyone should vote and it's important, but I struggle yeah. with like people trying to justify voting yeah. for Donald Trump. Voting yeah. for Donald Trump. And I, I just can't wrap my mind around I, it. I can't, especially since the, the, how he was all ecstatic about, you know, the caravan thing down there in Texas where they was yes. like really bo- uh, tailgating that Biden and Harris bus. Like, I get it if you got, you know, different viewpoints that's cool that's what makes us great in democracy but at the same time it's a line bro you don't encourage that kind of nonsense like somebody could have made a raw like somebody could have swerved left and swerved right it could have been a major pile-up accident and now and then and then you know what i'm saying and then you know you don't even want to acknowledge the possibility of that come on bro stop stop and then the way he talks stop. about african-american those women the way he the way the president talks about females is a problem for me as a man with a mother and i and that's the thing i tell people like how are you okay with having a man talk to a woman, that nasty woman? Yeah. The way he tell you know, that she's nasty. She's real nasty. Yeah. Things like the that, per- man. Kamala. Yeah, exactly. It's right. Crazy. I mean, that's, that's just so disrespectful, man. Give her the respect due. And even, like, people mis- mispronouncing her name. I'm like, come on. Give on them purpose. respect that's due. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Like, that's who are you? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm that's hoping wild, I'm hoping that Democrats are able to, to win, the, uh, win the Senate and win the presidential election so they can kind of get some things in motion. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Lamar said, you know, and everybody else said, you know, you got to hold people accountable. But we need to be mm-hmm. realistic with, with holding people accountable. I think your friend said about 
giving people reparations and checks and things. You know us, we're going to be down there. At the that ain't going to yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 we, 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 That's we, not going to build the economy. Escalate. Yeah, that's not going to be. That's just going to be wasting it on de-appreciating de de stuff. That's not going to work. Exactly. Right. And then because you need, I mean, we need to build this economy back up. It's going to be tough. I think yeah. A, the economy is going to be hard to build up. I think the pandemic mm -hmm. is, is the most important thing on the agenda. But my biggest mm -hmm. fear is, you know, Trump losing this election, how long is it going to take him to accept the loss? And what is he going to do from November 3rd to January 20th that could really put us in a bad situation? Sabotage. An angry, an angry man is a, is a tough, tough situation. He's going to sabotage and drag that thing in court. That's my thing, man. So, I hey, Mo. Hey, Mo, thank you so much for hopping on with me, man. Unexpectedly, thanks for hitting that, that, that join the request thing for me, bro. Anytime, uh, man. We'll, Anytime. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap soon or later, okay? No doubt. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. Yep. All right, y'all. That was my man, Mo. Mo Williams. He's based out of Norfolk, out of Norfolk, Virginia. Um, so that's it, man, for tonight. I want to thank y'all. I mean, that hour went by pretty fast. I want to thank y'all for joining me tonight on this open mic session of, Crunch, of the Crunchtime Instagram Live podcast. Um, make sure y'all follow on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. Uh, if y'all have any questions or comments or if y'all have anything, how, how you can tell me how I can make the show better, make sure you, uh, you can DM me. You can drop it right down in the comment section. Like I said, I hope y'all enjoyed tonight's show. It was a little different um, considering I didn't have any scheduled special guests, but shout out to everybody who hopped on and brought some really good perspectives, uh, both uh, older, younger, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, millennial. Doesn't matter, man. Everybody brought some really good viewpoints. Uh, heading into, uh, you know, tomorrow's night's election, man. I just want to say this before we get out of here, man. Um, you know, just hope everybody voted. If you're still on the fence, more power to you. Um, I really appreciate everybody who's out there actually voting, uh, taking the time out to, you know, get more information to open your eyes in regards to how we can possibly change this. Because honestly, we just got to do better, man. As, obviously, as we know, 2020 has been a very big and crucial year and bad year for a lot of people, man. So, I think the next step is trying to find, you know, who can ever, you know, put us in the right position to one get out of coronavirus, which ultimately it would be a trickle down effect. Our economy would get better and everybody's mental state would obviously get better, too. So with that said, man, thank you all for listening for tonight. Make sure you all follow on Apple and Spotify. I'm Benjamin Bullock. Like I said, if you all have any comments, concerns or anything like that, please let me know. I'm always open to any type of criticism or any any ways I can get better. All right. All right, y'all. Y'all be good.